I love scotch. 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 Yep. Have another whiskey. If you'd like to speak to me in person, press one. If you'd like to order drugs, press hash. <laughs> I had a gentleman in the crowd that was like, tell me how to drink Glenfiddich. And I was like, I will not do that. Yep. You drink Glenfiddich how you want to drink Glenfiddich. Wear a cowboy hat in Los Angeles and look at the amount of looks you get. Yeah, it's unbelievable. This is the most flamboyant city on earth. You wear a cowboy hat, people look at you like you are yep. like an alien. The Beatles came on and they might pick me up on his shoulder. George Harrison is as close to me as that wall now. I went, all right, George, all right. And he went, cock. <laughs> and that was the closest <laughs> I ever came to the Beatles. <laughs> have a whiskey while we- Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Cheers. Welcome back to United States of Dramerica, and I am delighted to have a man on the podcast with whom I'm going to enjoy a drink, but also this time, I think for the first time, some food as well, if you can call this particular thing food. Welcome to the podcast, Johnny, or as he should be known more formally, Whiskey and Donuts, Johnny, or Johnny Whiskey and Donuts. Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. So. Actually, like the 14,500 people or so who follow you on Instagram, I have been following your pairing of whiskey and donuts for quite a long time. Um, and then I've known you sort of for about three months, and I didn't actually know you were Mr. Whiskey and Donuts. Um, <laughs> and obviously now I've, I've worked out that particular pairing, which is why I'm yeah. very excited to, to have you on the podcast. So I think... I'm trying to think, shall I ask you to tell me that story or should we just have a drink first and then talk about it while we're drinking? Let's do a little drink first and uh, yeah, we'll kind of get through that story. Yeah. So let's start at your end, uh, your end of the Zoom. Which whiskey are you drinking? Um, I'm actually going with a recent released, recently released whiskey um, by Fucano, which is a rice whiskey. And this one is uh, for the uh, Women Who Whiskey Club, their 10th anniversary. And um, this was actually uh, blended by uh, a man we know pretty well, uh, Chris Ude of Impex. But he's the—he's actually the blender for the distillery, for this Japanese distillery. But this, uh, this blend um, is delicious. So I'm going to be drinking that tonight. Very good. And um, yeah. which donuts do you have with you this evening? Uh, a local Mag's donut. We're going for a blueberry glazed donut. Um, it's actually my favorite kind of donut, just a regular cake. Um, so yeah, I think this might be a good pairing, but we'll see. Um, I'm sorry, where is it from? It's from Mag's Donuts. I believe it's a uh, chain just in Orange County. Very they good. have like five or six locations. So I always desperately try to get a clever whiskey to pair with my podcast guests. And I was thinking, what's the best way of doing this, given that obviously I'm going to need some donuts at my end as well. And <laughs> I was trying to think of sort of clever actual pairings of donuts. So looking through the list of donuts I could get hold of on a Sunday evening um, when I've had a very busy day with the kids and there's been lots of NFL football to watch. Um, I couldn't quite find flavor of donut that somehow I could come up with a clever way of linking to whiskey. So I've, what I've done instead is gone through your recent back catalog. And I know you did a pairing recently with actually 
a whiskey that I've had the owner on the on the podcast anyway. So I'm going for the Australian whiskey Starwood, um, awesome. and they're twofold. Um, okay. We had Dave Vitale on a few episodes ago. Now, when you did it, you paired Starwood with, I think it was a raspberry brioche <laughs> donut. I couldn't at short notice find a raspberry brioche donut. Um, so the only place I could get a donut hey. from was Dunkin' Donuts, and the closest I could get was the uh, strawberry uh, donut Ooh. with the sort of the bits in it, whatever you call it, um, frosting. Yeah. You know what? I think that might be a pretty good pairing there because that might draw out a lot of that nice berry and wine that, that Star Wars is known for. So you might be onto something. So um, I'm a firm believer in not doing dry January because I'm too professional with my podcasting to give up drinking for a month. But I have been on a diet and I haven't had a donut yet this year. So nearly in the last few days of the month, I'm very proud of myself that I am finally having a donut. I'm not sure this is the best donut I would choose, but I wanted to make it close to the raspberry donut when you paired Starwood. So yeah, that's, um, let me just quickly pour out a glass so we can toast and uh, then we can get on with the business of discussing why it is that you pair whiskey and donuts. Okay, cheers. Mm, cheers. Sponge. Oof. All right, when I take a bite into my donut, Johnny, why do you pair whiskey and donuts? Uh, so the, I'll keep the, the, the story as short as possible, but, uh, my wife and I went for a, uh, late honeymoon in 2014 to Scotland seeking heritage. And, uh, the place that we stayed at was right between Glenlivet and Glenfiddich, right in that space, that area. And the owner of the cottage was a, uh, historian of the area and the, and the whiskey and distilleries and even more, but he had quite the collection. So every evening, sometimes afternoons, he would come over with a bag full of whiskey and introduce us to new types of, uh, you know, expressions. And after that, uh, very romantic trip of, of just learning about just being encapsulated by the whole, uh, romance of, of whiskey, he sent us home with a few bottles. I cracked uh, open a couple uh, one night with a couple friends and we ended up ordering some donuts just for fun because we like donuts and we ended up pairing the two and it ended up being kind of a joke um, to say, hey, this is this is quite the pairing. It actually is enjoyable. It's this one goes with this one. And, you know, everyone had their own opinion. And then we kind of kept that going a couple more times before the end of the year. And we kind of did that new year's resolution uh, discussion and everyone said, you know, the whole dry January or lose weight at the beginning of the year. And I said, I'm going to start an Instagram account or a social media account. And I want to pair the two and I want to use all my photography skills and marketing skills that I do professionally anyway, and see where this, this goes. And then within, I don't know, three to six months, I started getting that notoriety Brands started sending me bottles and the rest is history, as they say. So. Amazing. Because it is, I mean, obviously, it is a weird world, the world of, when I don't know if you, some people don't like to use the word influencer, but it, it's it's weird to be in this sort of social media space sure. where what in your case was sort of partially a joke turns into a thing where suddenly you're starting getting sent very nice bottles of whiskey in the mail 
and probably some donuts as well. And um, and it was never, you know, sort of the way it was formed. It wasn't how can I become an influencer who gets free whiskey and donuts. It was this is something I like. I'm going to see where this goes, and it went sure. somewhere quite spectacular. Well, you know, to be honest, I, I still. It, um... I don't relish in the fact that if if I'm considered some type of influence, I just have fun with it. And that's where it always remains. And you'll notice that there's gaps in when I contribute to the account because I just want to do it when it's convenient, when I'm passionate about it, when I'm having fun, um, because it should be something that features two really cool things. And those two entities, someone created the whiskey, someone created the donuts with passion, they're, they want to make people happy and i just want to spread that joy so if there were 100 followers to whatever followers however many there are i don't really care it's not going to it's not going to stifle me from doing something differently so i'm I'm just enjoying it and having fun with it and every time it's a it's a cool experience i think there's a different flavor there's a different nuance um yeah it's uh it just it continues to be an experiment a happy one and rewarding as well. <laughs> are you the world's foremost expert on pairing whiskey and donuts, or are other people moving into the whiskey and donut pairing space? But I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's many people out there that that are experts, and I, I have no problem with uh, relinquishing some type of crown to someone else. But um, I'm the one that manages and runs and owns this account and this brand, and um, I'm just happy to to wave the flag and keep it going for um, more people to jump on board and experience the pairing process of the two because i before i discovered the whiskey and donut phenomenon i've drunk the whiskey and dark chocolate is a little bit more well known as a pairing and i've been lucky enough in my various roles to drink some extraordinary whiskey and actually good dark chocolate with a great whiskey is a an extraordinary experience i haven't until tonight i haven't actually paired donuts with whiskey once I, if I was, obviously, no offence to Dunkin' Donuts, I hope they're not a sponsor of yours. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was to go and get myself, LA's full of extraordinary donut shops with some of them have got, uh, I mean, obviously there's some very famous ones with because of marketing and branding, but also some ones which do extraordinarily high-class donuts and have you know been doing it for many years very successfully. If I was to actually get a very good donut and pair it with, you know, sort of 21-year-old whiskey or a similar quality of whiskey, am I going to experience something special like I do with a dark chocolate, or is it just that you take amazing pictures? <laughs> uh, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, the uh, picture compliment. Um, I do pride myself on that, but I would say that's the whole point of the, the social statement that a lot of people um, realize with pairing whiskey and donuts that even – coming from me, it's just supposed to be fun. I want to not necessarily demystify both crafts, but I want the whiskey to be approachable. And I also want the donuts as as grand as they may be, or as simple as they may be, you know, if they're from a grocery store to a, uh, you know, a a boutique donut shop that's using high-end flour and sugars, um, you can get an amazing pairing with any combination. And it kind of it's a social statement more about like, you know, here's a $100 plus whiskey with potentially a 25 cent donut. And what does it say about the two? And it kind of just, it keeps everything equal where it's all about the conversation. It's all about the community. It's all about the experience. 
our taste buds, you know, the discussion of it. And, and that's the fun and best part. So you don't ever want someone going, Oh, I, I've actually experienced that where people go, Oh, I can't believe you paired that donut with that whiskey. How that's sacrilege, you know, like, no, this, this is funny. And that's kind of the point. It's just, you know, lay down your guard and have fun with this and enjoy, enjoy tasting two great things. Have you yet managed to have a donut that's more expensive than the whiskey that you <laughs> that's that's pretty tough i know in, in vegas they have some of those with the gold flake on them where you know like and that would be a that would be for the purpose of the visual you know the, the photo video aspect and the marketing i don't think i would concentrate or at least i would try to attempt in a, in a light light manner to see if that actually would be or not but that would probably be the only case where the donut was more expensive than the uh than the whiskey for sure. Um, unless you have those, uh, you know, those 80% off deals on uh, Black Friday at Albertsons or Stater Brothers. <laughs> you might catch one that just says whiskey on it, nothing else, <laughs> just a generic brand. So just actually in terms of sort of how people have responded to it, obviously some people, including myself, take it for what it is, which is quite a fun way of pairing things with, as I say, excellent photography. And we'll talk about the photography aspect of that uh, in a moment. But do you get people genuinely, but oh, I tried this and actually, you know, the donut didn't pair well, or you should have used this week. Do people take it more seriously than maybe you do? Yes. Yeah. And I think I tried to, uh, the best way to describe it is I like to curb those conversations rather than deny them because for as much as someone is praising the pairing, uh, they have every right just as much as that person. And I think that's that's kind of part of the the social experiment of this whole thing. Yeah. And it's and it's really the enjoyment because I've I've had uh people recommend something and it ends up being a conversation just about the donuts where they go, this blueberry donut from this place in another state is a lot better. And that's great promotion and that's good for people to think about. I'd rather be talking about which blueberry donut is better than anything else, you know. So but I think and it's actually, it doesn't have to be that often, although, well, in the last two years, it hasn't happened very often because I don't get out very much. But on the occasions I do get out, it's quite nice. So on uh, last week, I, I met somebody and I turned up at a meeting. And as I often do, I bring up, I brought a bottle of whiskey along because it feels like the right way of introducing myself. <laughs> so I brought it's like a Glenfiddich 12 along to this meeting. And I got chatting with one of the people. He's like, oh, you know. Do you like whiskey? And someone else shouted out, does he like whiskey? He's got a whiskey podcast. And then we ended up having a fascinating discussion because I have a whiskey podcast. And, I, and I'm not saying the only reason I have a whiskey podcast is to say I've got a whiskey podcast, but actually I probably get more joy from having this podcast than necessarily all the listeners get from listening to this podcast. But I, I don't know, is it the same with you when people be Oh, you, you're the donut guy. That's really cool. Is that, I mean, do you get a sense of, I'm not saying you're doing it as a gimmick, but actually sort of having this as a, a side hustle you have, does you, do you get quite a lot of pleasure out of being known as the whiskey and donut? <laughs> um, pleasure, I don't know if it's the right word. I think I get more of a giggle out of it because there's been um, situations where it's been a, within the whiskey culture, within social media, I've gone to a couple of things where, um, it's made up of all of these influencers, quote unquote, and and um, and people introduce themselves as their Instagram or social media handle rather than their name. And I'm going around going, my name's Johnny. And then not until the very end, they go, you know, they, we get to know each other. And then they ask, what are you doing here? And I say, well, I do whiskey and donuts. 
but you first knew me as Johnny when we entered, you know, this night, you know, it's, it's more about us and, and the community of this rather than the social media account. So I, I do laugh at it. It's, it's entertaining, but um, I wouldn't say that I thrive on being a, the whiskey and donuts guy by so, any means. I mean, I'm sure it'd be amazing to have whiskey and donuts as your full-time job, but you, sure. Sure. you don't. Um, <laughs> so work legitimately in the, the whiskey world, the marketing world. So just tell us about what you do when you're not eating donuts with whiskey. When I'm not eating donuts with whiskey, uh, actually from whiskey and donuts, I have uh, become a, a social media manager doing marketing. I've been doing branding for um, a few brands, uh, some underneath the Impex Beverages um, label and uh, some other brands, Cask Nation, um, some these brands. And um, I'm I'm finding that I'm getting busier every day with these, with these things. Cause there's always a new whiskey that's coming out. There's always a new brand. There's always a new idea. There's always a new angle, you know? So that's what I've done all, all my life professionally and, and to bring it or connect it to something that I'm really passionate and having fun with, which is whiskey. It sometimes doesn't feel like a job. So uh, I'm kind of happy to, to say that it's, it's a kind of a dream come true to, to be doing that beyond the whiskey and donuts angle. So the working in the whiskey business came from working on whiskey and donuts, not the other way around. Not the other way around. Yeah. And, and to be the only part that's been premeditated is exactly what has happened. Completely truthful. I want whiskey and donuts to be some type of exit strategy and maybe in its own little way. That's what this is. It got me into the marketing, media, branding aspect of spirits culture. And I never thought I would like it. I never thought that I, I wasn't looking to get specifically into the into this culture or the, into this uh, this market, but it fits. So um, I'm enjoying it as long as it lasts. Fantastic. Now, yeah. we've, we've played football together a few times, soccer, as I should probably say in America. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you're actually not a bad player, although I imagine if you drunk less whiskey and ate fewer donuts, you'd, <laughs> yes. you'd be an even better player. But I, I say the same thing every night before I go to sleep, especially after those Monday night games. There. <laughs> given that everybody is trying to be healthy nowadays, obviously this month in particular, but mm-hmm. is is whiskey and donuts less popular now than it was a couple of years ago because everyone's obsessed with carb-free diets and not eating processed sugar and trying to drink less? Or are you finding that people, because of the horrible state of the world for the last two years, actually people are very keen on eating donuts and drinking more whiskey? I, I think it's the latter. Yeah. I, I think there's, um, you know, I, I think it's definitely a niche where there is a certain amount of portion control where we, I think we all have collectively seen the the whole whiskey um, drinking uh, vibe go up in the last couple of years because of the, current situations. Um, but with the whole donut thing, I think it, it still remains kind of this exclusive special speciality type event or, or pairing action to where, you know, like chocolate and cheese and that will always kind of just go ebb and flow where this donut thing has this radical punk rock over here, you know, um, skewed outside the fence type, uh, perspective. And so I don't think it's going to go away, but I don't think that it will ever truly be super popular, which is completely fine by me and if it does then then there really is a problem right we should we should i'd probably turn towards some like health thing that i start advocating like hey here's a balance you know like 
Don't do this every day. So this is obviously a whiskey podcast, not a donut podcast. But I do want, I want to focus on a couple of donut questions. If <laughs> so, as an English person, like donuts are obviously a thing in England, but not in the same way. Like if you go into a, like you're more likely to go into a shop and get a sausage roll in England than I think you are a donut. It's just a sort of yeah. different culture. But obviously, British people make jokes about you know American and their donuts and obviously the whole policeman eating donuts thing is mm. a whole thing but you know when i got over here obviously there is a you know a crispy cream or a dunkin donuts on sort of every corner but and i don't know actually if this is an la thing or an america thing but in la there's some extraordinary donut shops like with a with a genuine rich history and selling all sorts of fascinating donuts of different colors and sizes and you can get you can get chicken fried steak inside a Donut and all sorts of weird things nowadays. What is it about Americans and donuts? You know, I think uh, I can speak to the whole Southern California perspective. Um, I, I know that I've, I've been to quite a few uh, donut shops uh, throughout the States, but in Southern California, it's just always been abundant because I think there's a balance of it being um, maybe it's a uh, weather driven where it's not just about having a coffee and a donut throughout the day. Maybe that's in the middle of the day for other parts of the, of the country that are, are cooler, but um, it's just always been a thing where you have the, the coffee and the donut in the morning. And I think with the West coast always trying to push the limits as far as culture goes or fashion, or, um, you know, ideas, the, the donut just became a lot more vibrant over the years. And that's led us to, you know, the different levels of donut shops, because like you're saying before, it's like you can go to a place in LA or San Diego or Orange County, and you can successfully or easily find a $10 plus donut. Now that might seem more expensive, but in the grand scheme of it, there's a bunch of places now that are selling $10 donuts and they're using, it's as it's the equivalent of going to a nice, uh, whatever style restaurant, style food restaurant you want to, uh, you go to that might have an upper class of higher end you know, uh, dishes that cost a bit more, but it's the same thing. They're just using better ingredients. They're handmade. They're fresh to order. Some are doing uh, amazing things like shakshuka um, or, you know, putting an egg on the donut or just taking really cool, amazing dinner and lunch and breakfast dishes and putting them on top of these donuts or putting them within the donut. And it's not just in Southern California anymore. I, I know that it's happening throughout the world. I know it's the last few times we've been in, in the UK, they're starting to do the same thing too, but it definitely started over over here on the West Coast and made its way east. So as a as a frequent visitor to Israel, I love shakshuka. That's my mm-hmm. breakfast item of choice. How does one is the donut in the shakshuka or is the shakshuka in the donut? Uh this place in Tustin, it's called Oli Boli. And uh, the owner or the creator um, of this shop broke away from the very popular Southern California sidecar donuts. You might've heard of them. Um, And she does these amazing elaborate um, style donuts. And this shakshuka in particular is the, it's the nice tomato based sauce. And it's put over this really nice fluffy yeast, buttery donut, the perfectly fried over easy egg with the the greens and the cilantro. And I think it's onions and um, little pieces of like, goat cheese or something like that. And it, I was just having a conversation about this today. It shouldn't make sense, but the savory part of a donut coming in and beating the sweet side works beautifully. 
So, so what's this place called? Oli Moly. Oli Boli. Oli Boli. Oh, yeah. Trust in Orange County. Okay. You, you 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 could probably make your way down there. Stop there on your way down to the uh, Great Park and grab yourself one. It's a seasonal donut, but I'll I'll be sure to let you know when it's uh, when they Amazing. get it back on the menu. So what? I mean, now I know there's a shakshuka donut. That's now the most interesting donut I've ever heard of. <laughs> you obviously have been to more donut shops than me. So what's the most interesting donut that you've come across? Um. The most interesting has to be on that savory side um, because some of the donut shops are trying to push the envelope of getting away from sweets and glaze. And we were in Manchester and we did a beer pairing with Brew Dog um, at their their location and a local uh, donut place that does pop up shops. They did all savory donuts with the beer. Um, there was one that was a pad Thai donut and it had the peas. And the green curry sauce on top of this glazed uh, ball. And then the, on the inside was this sweet potato um, filling. And it was completely a donut. But um, it, was, it was on the, the rough side of understanding it, you know, mentally try eating it because you could taste that it was a donut. And then you'd meet the rest of it, which was this curry element. But it was delicious. You know, I wouldn't say that it worked with the beer, but it was a delicious donut by itself. So that was that had to have been the most original, weirdest one. Extraordinary pad pad yeah. Thai donuts. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> so. Are you uh, so the whole coffee and donut thing? So are you uh, like you don't have a coffee and a donut every morning? Definitely not. Uh, the donut is a is is for the this like i i am not a, like a donut freak i am definitely into discovering donuts like anyone else um when the time fits but i'm not mr have a coffee and have a donut every morning no way okay yeah no so, in the way that I, I pride myself although i know my way around a whiskey i pride myself on not being a whiskey snob like i will drink you know i'll, I'll put ginger ale in a whiskey if it's the right whiskey but i do have some limits to the whiskeys i'll drink you know I, I won't drink a jack and coke anymore for example same do same. you in the donut version of this if i was to turn up at your house one morning with a bag of dunkin or crispy cream would that be offensive to you or no no way again like there are there's there's no color lines here like it's it is completely open to is if it fits within the category of a donut, like we can go into the croissant end or we can go into some of those other things. Like um, it doesn't have to be um, this high end thing just because it's the whiskey and see, that's, that's that whole mental thing that, that we're trying to break down is that the whiskey can go with anything. Um, and it should be a celebration of the two, right. Regardless of how cheap or how ordinary or how everyday or uh, how much of a commodity that is. So f forgive my, I'm going to get this wrong, I think, or maybe it's right. Is it Was it a cronut, which was the one that's like half croissant, half donut? Is that right? right? Yeah. Are they, now, is that still a thing or has that gone away? That's still a thing because now I think a lot of a lot of donut shops have adopted it on their permanent menu, whereas you just heard about it as folklore. I, I forget the, the chef's name in New York who created the actual, or claims that he created the, the, uh, the invention of the cronut. But now people are doing really grandiose things where, where they're, cutting it in half once it's cooked and putting the whipped cream and fruit and 
fresh fruit, baked fruit, you know, um, stewed fruits and stuff. So it's, it's getting closer to the characteristics and the descriptors of the whiskey, which is very interesting because if you think about it, as many, as much as you can deviate from the different ingredients, it always ends up being the base, which is very much like the whiskey, right? It's the, it's the barley, the malted barley. Here's the dough, both kind of the similar ingredients. And then the toppings are almost like, here's the cask and here's the fruit top in the donut, the same barley uh, distillate that goes into the cask. And it's this becomes its own little, you know, characteristic individual thing that ends up meeting back together through whiskey. <laughs> so when you do the pairing, because obviously, you know, you either you read the tasting notes or you're, you can taste it yourself, but obviously plenty of whiskeys have, you know, the orange peel finish or a vanilla mm-hmm. note and all that stuff. Do you, when you're doing the pairing, are you looking for a flavor? Like if there's a vanilla note on a whiskey, are you looking for a vanilla note in the donut or do you go the opposite way and create a pairing? Is there a rhythm to it? Uh, sometimes. I wouldn't say that it's it's um, only one way because sometimes, say, like there's a very uh, vanilla, um, vanilla-based uh, whiskey that has a strong note, but perhaps there's something a little bit more citrus that's added to that, you know, as a secondary where you want to go opposite, you know, it's maybe a lighter whiskey. You want a darker donut, like a chocolate or vice versa. So I wouldn't say that there's a rule. Um, sometimes there's an average that it tends certain types of whiskey with a certain type of donut ends up working out usually, but again, it's all preference. You know, it's, that's, that's palate preference for, from each individual to the next. So I wouldn't say that there's a true rhyme or reason. I've been asked to create that a few times and I'm, I have a hard time doing it because that means that I'm kind of weirdly writing this whiskey and donut Bible, which I don't want anyone to read, which is, <laughs> I have no ambition of having people follow the, the those rules. So. So if you, because obviously you're a photographer, obviously you're a very good photographer. So. Thank you. One of the things I think is underrated in the world of whiskey is bottle shape and design. So -hmm. I'm not saying that I'll drink a terrible whiskey in a nice bottle, but equally somehow, and obviously I know sometimes bottle shapes are based on the shape of the steel and so on, but one of my favorite, probably my daily drinker is a Cardu, and I love the shape of it bottle yeah um and i think there's something in there so when sometimes when you're doing your pairings are you just visually looking for a bottle or color of liquid that goes well with the donut as well as the flavors therein see that the the visual side ends up being a lot more consistent than say the pairing process uh because of that i i'm at foremost i'm i'm the visual the the speaker visually where it's photography branding everything so like you get closer to the holidays and the donuts i've done one where it's uh, decorated like a frankenstein you know with the icing and i must admit there's nothing more flavor wise than the fact that it's just icing on top of a donut and it looks like a frankenstein so it's not really the pairing of the, the two flavors between the whiskey and the donut but it's definitely a visual um a visual uh, experience, right? So sometimes I'd say that's a greater percentage of, of the visual aspect of the shape of a bottle and the donut matching a little bit more for sure. Because I end up doing the background and the ambiance, the whole shot. Um, I try to pair pair everything so that it fits. I think Duncan one year 
maybe they do it every year. Maybe I'll be naive about donut designs, but they did one with a spider's web where a, there was a black yeah. donut hole to fill out the sort of legs of the, the body of the spider, which yeah. frankly blew my mind as somebody, I think I just <laughs> arrived in America and didn't realise that Halloween donuts were a thing. I thought that was a very impressive. I imagine you've seen some cleverer ones than that since. Oh, yeah. And any... As as it becomes more popular with every every almost every day now in 365 days, there's some type of special day or hashtag or or something like national whatever day. There's a donut for that day, so um, I expect it to keep going. We're going to continue to see some original, um, amazingly uh, created uh, donuts that will probably be a lot more spectacular than some of these uh, old school normal whiskey bottles that we see. <laughs> What is your favorite? And you choose the criteria here, whether it's flavor or pick visual. But what's the favorite pairing that you've put together since you became Mister and Donuts? Mister <laughs> and Donuts. Um, I think uh, back to Oli Boli. They make a Benefi donut, which is just cream, custard, and uh, I think it's just warmed up or stewed, or maybe they're fresh, just chopped bananas. And that was with uh, the Belveni. I believe it was with the Belveni. I'll have to look that up. Um, but that was my favorite because the donut was grand and the pairing actually matched that whole um, banana peel and vanilla and Nilla wafer type. Uh, type. The whiskey by itself was very reminiscent. So sometimes when the whiskey is exactly the same as the donut, it can be just completely harmonious. And um, that was one of them that I remember. And I, I think I'm just shy or maybe I have 150 pairings and post wise, that's not a lot, but if you think about how many pairings, that's a lot of donuts. That's a lot of different whiskeys. So, and I've never repeated any throughout the whole process. So as I, if you ask me in another 150, it might be, I might start, uh, forgetting uh, which ones are, are good and bad <laughs> that, <laughs> become a blur pretty soon here. That is impressive. And I, this is the, I think the 82nd episode of the podcast and I try and pair the whiskey in some way with the guest. And I, it's not, I don't have access to more than 82 whiskeys, but I think like Johnny Walker blue has been on four times and Starwood is now making its second appearance because Sometimes you just have to go back to them. So it's very impressive that you've neither repeated the whiskey nor the donut. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it can be tough, but you know, maybe that was. Uh, I, I'd say I'm pretty blessed with uh, having the ability to con have continued uh, support from the brands, but also be working with them. So uh, it allows me to have a little bit more of a choice too. So, so in the way that God, I didn't think I'd have this many questions about donuts, but. Um, <laughs> In the way that I've got sort of my my daily drinker whiskey, so like my car do is the one that I'll just drink regularly, and if I'm having an easy drink with a friend, that's the one I'll have. But then I've got that's not necessarily my my favourite whiskey. I've got other whiskeys I drink on different occasions. Like if you wake up tomorrow morning with a hangover, which you, oh, I don't know how many whiskeys you're going to have during this podcast, but let's say you do, and you just need actually the sort of donut with your coffee a what donut where would you go and which donut would you get for that tomorrow morning and then let's say later that day you're you've decided that you're going to have a grand evening where you're going to show off all of your whiskey and donut flair and you're going to drink actually i don't want to know about the whiskey yet because there's a i'll ask you something else about that later but you want to show off your sort of 
best donut. So not necessarily the most fantastic or whatever, but your best sort of high-end donut. What are your what's your your daily donut and what's your fancy high-end donut? So uh, I'm not going to go far away from uh, the blueberry glazed, but uh, there's a place in Huntington Beach called Donuttery, which has been around for quite some time. Um, they make the most amazing. They have a vegan and a regular blueberry glazed donut. And I think it kind of relates back to my childhood where it's just kind of like the uh, the muffin almost. It's not this, you know, it doesn't have the sprinkles or anything. It's just, it does have some flavor. It's a little tart, but it's so good with coffee. The cake donut soaks up the, the coffee really well. Um, and it's messy because it's just the normal, the normal glazed hoop that you can uh, just uh, keep in a bag and get on, get on your way to work or whatever you're going to do. And uh, it doesn't make too much of a and as far as the, uh, the, 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 the show off donut, <laughs> the show off, I don't know. I'd be that shakshuka. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's a couple places I'd say there's a, there's three places that really make amazing, amazing donuts. Uh, there's a place called birdies that puts a piece of fried chicken and it's a spicy Cajun Louisiana fried chicken. And they kind of, they chopped a donut in half. So it's not necessarily a sandwich, but they've got, uh, the 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 glaze kind of has the Louisiana hot sauce infusion to the glaze. So again, getting way out there and bringing the the other types of uh, other types of food um, culture to uh, back to the donut donut side. Where can you get a hot chicken donut from? Where's Birdies? Did you say B- Birdies? Uh, there's one in LA, and I believe there's one in um, Riverside or san bernardino i forget where the location is yeah yeah so it's uh again i'm sure it's there's uh, other places in in the u.s and in canada and uk that that are doing it um more elaborate different style uh donuts but um and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention uh our my really good friends in inverness scotland um nicole is is creating some amazing donuts up there and she's doing it I don't know if she'd appreciate this or not, but she's doing very California style forward donuts in a, a growing town, but a, you know, a, a Highland town that that's very accepting of, of what she's doing. And at her place is called perk perk coffee and donuts and the, the donuts that she's making out there, both savory and sweet. And that's probably anything from that menu is what I'd probably bring to the table. If I was trying to impress someone, Amazing. but I'd have to travel a lot longer way than, than here in LA. Extraordinary. <laughs> So look, obviously, if if anyone listening to this podcast, well, anyone still listening to Toscos who doesn't like donuts, they would have found this an incredibly dull episode. But yeah. if anyone's interested in donuts <laughs> or the sort of principle of this, this has been absolutely fascinating. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if I should reassess my plan for the year. of My plan, obviously, to try and be healthier and eat less badly, which is why I've managed to go this far into the year without donuts. But I'm now wondering whether... I don't see donuts as I used to, and I should take them more seriously and explore some of the more interesting donuts of Southern California and, you know, and just not eat burgers or something else because some of these, particularly the shakshuka one sounds extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, there's, and, and as long as you're not eating them every day or I wouldn't, I don't know if every week is the right uh, uh, guideline, but um, you know, you're, I know that you're putting on some running miles and I think you deserve a donut at the end of the race. And 
you might as well have it be an experimental one rather than just going to your your regular glazed or something you're used to with the sprinkles on it. There's so yeah. many uh, different flavors out there that I think you you might deserve one after after all that hard work. <laughs> I like that, and also I think if, if my uh, geography is correct, Tustin is basically on my way to work. Um, yes, it is. I drive from <laughs> LA to Orange County, so I might. Maybe on a Tuesday morning after I've had a, a hard night of scoring goals against slightly <laughs> unfit people in my Monday night soccer game, um, when I've earned it, I might go and get myself a shakshuka donut. Think yeah, of you, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you there. I'm not too far away. <laughs> All right. Love it. Um, look, um, unfortunately, I think we've probably exhausted the donut questions for this evening. So it's time for the last question of the of the podcast, which is back to being a whiskey question which is if you could drink any whiskey with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? What would it be? And where would it be? Oh man. Wow. That's a great question. That's it's, I can't compartmentalize it. It has to be inclusive of one. That's, that's a great question or questions. Um, wow. I think, uh, I think I'd have, wow, that's <laughs> That's a, I, I could lightly give you a few answers, but uh, that's uh, profound here. Um, I think I'd have to uh, uh, have a whiskey with, uh, with my uh, late grandfather. Cause I think yeah, when I was processing his house and going through things, I, I noticed that he was a, a little bit of a whiskey drinker. And I'd love to hear the stories that he had to tell about, uh, uh, being in the military and being from the Philippines and uh, having a little dram over or over that conversation and just uh, finding out a little bit more about him. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know which whiskey it would be. I, I, I found a uh, old black and white label, which I think was from the early seventies in, in his house. And uh, I think I might just crack that to see if it had gone bad. And I think we would have had a sip from it anyway. <laughs> Okay. What was what yeah. was his name? His name was uh, Pete Pete Baldurin. Yeah. Very good. So yeah, super. Yeah, cheers to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, indeed, cheers to him. And actually, yeah. um, on the rare occasion, I've been asked the question that I always ask people, and actually, my mm -hmm. late grandfather, who I never met, is my answer uh, to that question. So oh, and you were the first guest to have. Uh, our mutual friend Jennifer Wren wanted to have a whiskey with her grandmother. I don't know if she's a mutual oh, okay. friend, but she does follow you on uh, social media. But who doesn't? Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, you're the first grandfather apart from mine. So, uh, yeah, cheers to that. Um, actually, I'm going to ask one other question, which is sort of slightly cheating. But um, if you could eat any donut with anyone, dead or alive, <laughs> who would it be? Which donut would it be? And where would it be? Um, I think I would go to um, uh, sidecar donuts and I would get a, it's essentially a boysenberry donut and I get maybe like a 12 pack and I drive up to LA and I knock on Flea, the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers and knock on his door and we'd sit there and um, just have a crazy conversation about music and, and life and maybe take a couple of the donuts and, um, you know, we'll have batting practice with our, our bases, you know, with the donut and see who can throw the, the, the curviest donut and have a, have a grand old time. And, you know, maybe we'll end up having a sip of whiskey, but, um, yeah, be the, uh, 
the sidecar. I hope you're not listening. You're getting mad that I'm just uh, throwing away your donuts and wasting them, and not eating them. But yeah, that would be the <laughs> that would be my donut donut request. Uh, oh, great answer. For... Brilliant. <laughs> Johnny, whiskey and donuts. Thank you very much for thank you being part of our podcast. Mm, I love scotch. 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 And don't forget to not just follow us on Twitter and Instagram at US of Dramerica, but also ask us questions and comment and say nice things. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if the mood takes you, you can leave us a review as uh, feedback is always welcome. And drink whiskey. Slonchevar. <laughs>